everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. We are really excited today to talk to another one of our Hallmark authors. We love talking to writers, whether screenwriters or uh, novelists. And uh, today we have author Lee Duncan here to talk with us about her new book, A Simple Wedding. And it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm film critic Rachel Wagner. And Lee, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Oh, thank you for having me, Rachel. This is wonderful. Yeah, this is going to be so much fun. And so what we like to do with our guests is we like to give you a chance to introduce yourself and tell us what inspired you to become a writer in your case. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I've been writing ever since I was little. From the time I was old enough to print my letters, I knew that what I wanted to do when I grew up was be a a writer, get published, write a novel. Um, I did a lot of things in between <laughs> the, the, that time and, uh, oh gosh, got married, had children. I was involved so much in their lives when they were young that mm. there wasn't a whole lot of time for writing. But when I hit my 40s, I decided it was time to fish or cut bait. <laughs> And uh, I knew if I was ever going to write that novel and get published, I needed to get serious about it. So I started setting the alarm for uh, four in the morning and writing for a couple of hours before it was time to get everybody up and out the door to school and work and whatever. And uh, it took me 10 years before I sold my first book. I sold to uh, Harlequin American Romance. Uh, I live in Cocoa, or not Cocoa, I live near Cocoa Beach in Uh Florida. And so, of course, my first published book was about a newcomer to Florida. And in this case, she moved into a house in Cocoa Beach just as the hurricane evacuation warnings went up. Oh, my gosh. And and this hunky cop knocked on her door. So (laughs) that was um, an officer's girl, which has been re-released as Brett, part of a hometown heroes series. From there, I wrote um, eight books for Harlequin and then um, wrote uh, some, I did some self-publishing. I, uh, had an agent I you know did the whole try to get discovered route and just about the time my agent and I decided we were gonna part ways because it just wasn't working for her um, I heard that Hallmark was opening a new line and I thought well I I love Hallmark movies maybe maybe there's a chance for me there and I sent a um, manuscript that I'd been working on off to Stacy Donovan, who was uh-huh. soon to be the director of Hallmark Publishing. And um, she didn't love that book because there was a little piece in it that uh, didn't really fit the Hallmark brand, but she liked my writing. And she asked me if I would be interested in writing a book based on a on their, one of their most popular movies. Mm-hmm. And from there, we just took off. That's, um, that's, that's an amazing story on lots of levels. I'm 39. So that's really inspiring to me that you started writing in your 40s and that you stuck to it and uh, that you kind of had this whole second 
career in your life. Like that's really cool. I admire that very much. Yeah. Uh, you know, through, through all of my younger years and, and up until I started writing, I always uh, writing seriously. I, I was always writing a little bit, you know, I'd write funny stories for my kids or uh, turn chore lists into poems for them. <laughs> Things like that. Uh-huh. But I never really sat down and got serious about it until I was in my 40s. That's so. great. That Everybody should be super inspired by that because, uh, you know, you can you can do it. Any Anytime I was actually just talking to my mom because she's been uh, pretty intensely been studying uh, since she's been an empty nester, been studying uh, art. And, uh, and she and I, we were talking about it and I said, you know, Grandma Moses didn't start painting until she was 78. So right. <laughs> there's no, right. it's never too late right. to, to do it. <laughs> and so, someone told me not too long ago that um, I think it was Mary Higgins Clark uh-huh. didn't sell until she was 48. Yeah. Sold her first mystery then. So that's great. Yeah. <laughs> I really like that. So how did you end up doing romance novels? What uh, was that something you always liked to read or was that just luck of the draw or how'd that happen? I love romance. It, yeah. <laughs> it really is my heart. I've written some women's fiction, um, but I always come back to romance. And mm-hmm. I think that's just where my voice is, where my heart is. And I can't imagine writing a book that wouldn't have a happy ending. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Uh, so you've done the two novelizations for Hallmark, Country Wedding yes. and Journey Back to Christmas. Yes. And uh, I was just wondering, what is that like adapting a previously existing movie into a book versus, you know, your own, uh, own ideas? That was so much fun and a little bit intimidating at first. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> when Stacy asked me if I would turn Journey Back to Christmas into a novel, I thought, whoa, doesn't it work the other way? But um, I didn't tell her that. <laughs> and, I, and I said, you know, I'll, I'll give it a try, because by then I was like, well, you know, my dreams have gotten me this far. Uh, I'm not going to quit, so I might as well learn how to do this one. And I figured it out as I went along. Um, it was so much fun. And one of the things that um, editors have told me had told me in the past was, uh, "Oh, this can't happen," or "This would never, never fly with our readers." And I didn't have to worry about that with Journey Back to Christmas right? because everything already had happened. Time travel existed, miracles happened, and the fans of that movie believed in those things. So my job was just to kind of show uh, Hannah, the main character, her confusion and her desire to get back home and and to live a life that would be meaningful and so it it worked out really well Mm -hmm. that's awesome hallmark chose that book to introduce their line of romances it was Uh their very first 
published book, and it was introduced on the Home and Family Show in October 2017. Mm-hmm. Wow, they 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 produced a lot since then. Pretty impressive. They have. <laughs> <laughs> I know I can't keep up with them all. I used to try to read read them all, but I can't. Uh, but um, uh, but yeah, Country Wedding. That's one of my favorite Hallmark movies. Uh, I love, I love it. So that's so cool yeah. that you gotta you gotta write that one. I have a kind of a country background. I grew up helping out on my grandmother's farm in the summers. And so in the opening scene of that book where Sarah rides across the field on this big horse and Bradley Sutton's is singing in the background, it hooked me right there. And I just said, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll do this one. Yes. <laughs> I don't blame you. I, I, I love that, especially uh, the whole scene in the movie when they're, they're dancing that scene is oh, probably, yeah. it might be my favorite scene in all of Hallmark ever. Oh. It's so good. I love it. It's so sweet. It's so sweet. Yeah. Uh, so when you're doing your own ideas, would you consider yourself a pantser or a plotter? Oh, I'm a plotter. A plotter. Yeah. I so you am have pretty definitely planned out. a plotter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so I have to have, um, an outline from the very beginning and my my friends who are writers they tease me all the time about it because I practically write the book in that outline and so I I have a pretty good idea of what's going to happen from the very beginning to the very end there are always surprises always mm-hmm. surprises yeah um, but yeah I, I have to know where I'm going with the story, and then I just write towards that. When you're coming up with your characters, do you kind of go off people that you know, or just people that maybe celebrities, or just how do you kind of come up with uh, the characters for your stories? You know, they come from all different sources. Every once in a while, I'll say, oh, you know, I want to write a character based on my sister because she's, <laughs> she's um, a live wire, I guess you would call it. <laughs> always into things and always stirring up the pot and getting people involved in different projects. And I would think, oh, I'm going to write that person. But it never comes out exactly like her. It always uh-huh. always um, um uh, an amalgamation of different people and and imagination, a can lot she, of imagination. <laughs> can she tell that she's sort of the inspiration in the characters, or by the time I get get the book finished, it, no, it's somebody completely different. <laughs> That's probably for the best. You'd be like, yeah. what? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, my sister is a published author. She's done uh, picture books, but she has mm-hmm. an she has a novel coming and it's very exciting. And, uh, and I told her, I said, I officially, I don't want to be one of those people that's all unsupportive. I'm like, if you need to write me into one of your books, I officially give you my permission. That's <laughs> I can, I can handle yeah. it. I can deal with yeah. it. <laughs> so we'll see about this novel. I don't think she did, but we'll see. Right. <laughs> but <laughs> that's, that's really cool. I think, I think the closest I ever came was in a book called Butterfly Kisses. Uh-huh. And there's a, a little girl in, in the story that is based on 
my niece who needed a kidney transplant when she was 19 and my husband was her donor. No way. So, um, and in that story, Butterfly Kisses, I created this little five-year-old girl who just finds out that she's in kidney failure and what the mom is going through in trying to arrange for the best care for her daughter. Um, and that's, that's as close as I've ever come <laughs> to, to actually writing a character that's based on a real person. Yeah. So. Well, that. That sounds well. If you ever need to write a, if you ever need to write about a podcaster, you're welcome to write about me. <laughs> I give you permission. Thank you. That will, I just might do that. <laughs> yes, my dream come true. Uh, very good. So the first thing I wanted to ask about a simple wedding coming out tomorrow when we air this podcast, and uh, so it's it's part of the Hearts Landing series. So my question yes. is, did did they come to you with, with, we want you to write the first in the series or did you come to them and say, I want to do the series or uh, how was the chicken and the egg for as far as this? <laughs> well, we were looking for a project. I would have been very happy to do more novelizations, but uh -huh. Stacy thought it would be a great idea for me to spread my wings a little bit and come up with an idea that for an original book. And, um, so I, I pitched several ideas to her, and for one reason or another, they weren't really on the money. And then she said, you know, what about let's do something about June weddings? And from there, all of the pieces just sort of fell into place. They came up with the idea of a destination wedding town where everything in the town is geared towards producing weddings and helping brides have a perfect wedding. So there's a, a florist shop that only does floral arrangements for weddings. There's a cake shop called I Do Cakes and uh, uh, the uh, uh, let's see, a shoe store called the Glass Slipper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, so in the future, are, are you going to, to write all of these or are they going to be different authors or uh, do they, and are they going to be about different characters in the town? I would love to write as many Hearts Landing stories as I possibly can. Uh -huh. <laughs> that, that would be my goal. Yeah. But of course, if the series really takes off and the fans demand it, then I won't be able to keep up as right. one person and they will have to open it up to other authors. And that would be fine with me. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm really excited because that is one thing that we've often said on the podcast that we'd like Hallmark to kind of embrace about romance, romantic fiction in their movies. Because uh, in, in, the Hallmark sequels don't tend to turn out very well mm -hmm. um, because they've already got the couple together and they have, they have a hard time figuring out, well, what are we going to do next? And right. so they end up bringing in all this conflict that just doesn't work and it's very difficult. So if they structured instead of 
the the series instead of it doing a sequel but doing more sort of the way that they do romance novels where like you're saying you have a town and the you see like a cameo of the first person and then you get to know about person b in the next movie and then you know and so they just kind of all build together and i think that could be really fun i mean they've gotten close to doing it for for christmas and evergreen but yes. but the 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 spin-offs of christmas in evergreen aren't about somebody that you knew in the the previous film they're about right. somebody new coming in so it's not quite the same but it's close and the mm-hmm. same thing with the wedding march movies it's kind of the same thing but i think it would be fun if they kind of embraced that style or that that type of serial that you get in romance novels uh and uh so you could get to know a whole town uh in a series of movies i think that would be really cool i think that's that goal with um hearts landing yeah Um, the first book revolves around a baker the owner of i do cakes yeah and a young woman who comes into the town posing as a bride-to-be when she's really planning the wedding for her boss, who's a big movie star. Yes. And um, so she doesn't want the paparazzi to tumble onto the fact that this big movie star is getting married there in Hearts Landing. And so she's going around town pretending that it's her wedding that she's planning, but then her boss keeps changing her mind. So this bride-to-be looks a little wishy-washy. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> it is driving everybody crazy. <laughs> so, yes. But in the next book in the series, well, in this book, we get to meet Jason Hart, who is the owner of the Captain's Cottage, one of the premier yeah, uh, wedding venues. And in the next book, it, it's Jason's story. And uh, so, so, so we get like a little cameo from Nick. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Yes, I'm so excited. I really am legitimately very excited about that. That sounds great. And that's the that's the a cottage wedding then. This coming. Yes. yes, yes. Oh, that's awesome. I'm so excited. I and I was telling you off air that I I went into this book with a little bit of hesitation because I'm actually not a big fan of the wedding movies um, mm-hmm. on Hallmark. Every once in a while, there's one I like, but I cannot stand Bridezilla's in movies. It's not for me. I think it's just because, you know, I'm 39, I'm single, and I just can't tolerate people, you know, that if you're lucky enough to have found somebody who wants to marry you, <laughs> who cares what color the ribbons are or what the, what the, you know you're so lucky to me that you've had that blessing i don't want to hear it and it's just it's really hard i i don't like it i don't like those characters so i was a little bit nervous <laughs> i'm like i gotta i've gotta you know hopefully because i'm i i want to i'm always trying to be honest and try to be real uh mm-hmm. in uh in on the podcast but you know, I, I want to, I wanted to like it. I'm going to be interviewing you hopefully. And, uh, and right. so I, you know, sit down and I'm like, Oh, the, the, see the thing that you did so well is that she's not a, she's not a bridezilla because yeah. she's just doing it for someone else. 
Right. She's basically like an overworked uh, employee for yes. all sorts of purposes. <laughs> and so it made it way more palatable to me than just like some shrieky woman that you see sometimes in these type of romantic comedies. And I cannot tolerate that. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Jen, <laughs> yeah. yeah Jenny's she's she's doing a paper for her cousin. Yes. And and, and boss. <laughs> right. And, and basically, like Kay, her name is Kay in the story. So Kay, yes. uh, she she's like your I guess Renee Zellweger just won her second Oscar. So she's like a Renee Zellweger, a Kate right. Blanchett, uh, a Meryl Streep kind of uh, two Oscars. So she's right. very famous. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Top of top of her game. Yeah. <laughs> and she's been dating and, this guy for like a while, and right. they they get engaged, but they have only so much time in between shoots, and so she says, "Oh, we got to get married in six weeks, right?" I believe. Right. Right. Yeah. And so she uh, she kind of co-ops Jenny's dream. Jenny's always wanted to get married in uh in heart's landing right and uh so she figures oh well great now i can't get married in heart's landing because everybody will think i'm this fake person so i can't get married there and so it's she's sort of resentful of that um and uh basically like they tell the whole point of the book you know is a simple wedding that's what kay tells her but then she keeps changing and changing and changing and changing and changing. I know. I, yeah. I had so much fun changing that wedding. <laughs> How, uh, one thing that was so impressive to me about this book is that, so there's a big lie throughout this book. And sometimes that can be tricky in rom-coms i I mean some of the best ever written like i mean i love christmas in connecticut for instance um are are based on a big lie and but it can make a character unlikable real quick if they're lying you know lying to everybody so how did you manage that kind of how did you manage to keep jenny likable even though she's lying to everybody well i i had to I was fortunate enough that I could show the, the readers what she was really thinking. Mm-hmm. And I think that helped a lot because she was in a terrible predicament and she wanted to make everybody happy. <laughs> and she really fell in love with the people there in Hearts Landing. And you, I hope that the readers will get a sense of her struggle and how much she really did not like the position that she was being put in, having to lie to everyone. And, um, and I think if we can show a character's honesty like that, mm-hmm. then people are more accepting of them. Yeah. Well, also, you make it very clear, her motivations, because it's not just she's not just doing her job, but she feels a sense of loyalty to Kay and right. her aunt because it was them that helped her when her parents died in a horrible, uh, was it a train accident or train accident? Yeah, train yeah. accident. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she feels this uh, loyalty to them, and so that's why she lets herself get kind of pushed around as much as she does. Right, right. She feels like she owes something to her aunt for all of the years that. 
her aunt took her in and stuff. And, and there's this lovely scene towards the end of the book where Jenny and her aunt have a heart to heart talk. Yeah. And I, I won't, I won't go into the details of that, but every time I read that scene, I cry. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Were you kind of tempted to be like, okay, she's got to tell Nick here. She's right. got to tell him like, this is just, too, like, but you gotta you gotta keep it through you gotta keep going right yeah <laughs> yeah really good and so nick how did you come up with his character did you have somebody kind of in mind that you were thinking of no i just really wanted the kind of guy next door feel for him and uh somebody who loved what he was doing and yeah. had had you know, it was really living out his dream and not really looking for Mrs. Wright <laughs> at the time, yeah. you know, and, and here comes this woman just stumbles into his life, um, literally stumbles into his life. And uh, what is he going to do about that? How is he going yeah. to, to deal with that, especially when he realizes that his feelings for her have, are changing and she is engaged to someone yes. else. Yeah. That was so good because it really created a lot of tension for the character. And, right. and the fact that the townspeople and other people were like, you have to fix this. You have to fix this. She's being so horrible. And so he kept having to be forced to be involved with her, even though he's like, oh my gosh, I can't. I can't. Yeah. This. It was really good. <laughs> Every time you go, I need to stay away from this woman as far as I can be. Somebody would say, no, you need to be right next to her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do yeah. you have any thoughts of like, if they were going to make a movie about this, about this book, who you would, who you would want to cast as Jenny and Nick? Oh, no. There are so <laughs> really many. Yeah. Wonderful Hallmark actors. I just, yeah, I couldn't pick anyone yeah. <laughs> in particular. So. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting thing. I feel like I would almost want to go with somebody a little bit younger than maybe some of the Hall stars are um, mm -hmm. for them, for both of them. I don't know. I just got the feeling that, especially for Jenny, I got, I got the feeling, I don't know if it said her age anywhere, but I just got the feeling she was a little bit inexperienced. And so yeah. I, yeah. I would think somebody a little bit younger, I think would be, would be a good fit. Um, but, but yeah, I liked Nick. He was very hunky. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. They're the good folks over at Care Of, and they've been a wonderful sponsor for us. And what they do is they really try hard to uh, personalize your vitamin plan to you and give you a really unique experience that's going to be the most effective and help you to achieve your health goals. Uh, right now, we're all trying to be at our most healthiest state. We've got a new year. We've got all these crazy things going on in the world, and so it, we need all we all need the help we can get. And what you can do, what's so great about Care Of, is you can go onto their website, takecareof.com, and take their quiz, which really helps you to personalize your vitamin plan, go through and find out the things that you're lacking, that you need, what your lifestyle needs, if you, uh, how active you are, all those different things are all figured out in the quiz. And like for me, I definitely was able to narrow down that I needed the most help with my sleep. And so we were able to craft the vitamin machine around hopefully making that as effective as possible. And uh, they send you 
the uh, vitamins in these uh, easy to use uh, packets that have your name, that have an inspirational quote. Uh, and they're, they're great because you can just take a couple of them, put them in, in luggage, put it in your purse. You've got it ready to go. Very helpful, very handy, very, there's a great attention to detail, which I appreciate a lot in a product. And I've definitely found them to be uh, to be so just easy to use. And I think it does definitely help with my sleeping abilities. And then they also have great care into the quality of their products. Uh, they have the utmost uh, to date science and research that goes into everything that they sell. They also have yummy protein powders that are made of real ingredients you can recognize like organic cocoa and pink Himalayan sea salt. So it's a really uh, great product and a great company that takes, uh, takes attention to detail, really cares about you getting something that will help you lead your healthiest life. So definitely check it out. That's for 50% off your first care of order. Go to takecareof.com, enter code Hallmarkies50. Did you like vicariously, vicariously eat lots of cupcakes when you were writing this? I think I gained 10 pounds <laughs> yeah, while, I I was, that. <laughs> while I was, every time I turned around, they were eating another cupcake. <laughs> well, I, I baked a lot of cupcakes. <laughs> I mean, I was frankly kind of shocked when the, when the recipe was for lemon bars. Cause I'm like, what is that? Cause like the whole, thing had been the dailies you know he saved the special cupcake every day right so i was right. expecting it to be a cupcake <laughs> i i thought it would be as well i thought it would be a cupcake as well but they had just done cupcakes for um journey back to christmas oh yeah so i think they wanted something a little different and so there's a scene in a simple wedding where nick brings jenny a a lemon cupcake and she's like I'm not sure that I'm going to enjoy this because lemon's not my flavor uh -huh. and um and she just loves it so I think they made a really good compromise by putting those lemon bars as mm. the recipe yeah. in, in the book yeah that's interesting <laughs> <laughs> I thought the same thing and I mean I think that uh, you also did a good job of kind of like working with Kay as a character because she's just sort of, she's sort of ditzy. She's sort of, she's just really, really busy. And so she doesn't think about her actions kind of and how they, right. how they hurt other people, but she's not, right. she's not really that selfish. Not deliberately really. mean. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That must've been kind of challenging. To, it to do was. That character. <laughs> it, it was, but you know, I had written in um, a, a country wedding. I had a mm, similar yeah, setup where there was a, a big name person who Caroline. was kind of pushing people around a little bit, and and I wanted to make sure. I learned in that book that I really needed to make her human and accessible and um, uh, re regretful of some of her choices. Yeah. And so I brought that same kind of thing to Kay so that we could see her grow as a character at, by the end of the book. So did you base Heart's Landing off of the, 
the anywhere near you said you're in florida was it kind of based off of a town near you no no it's more like newport rhode island okay yeah Yeah. um the the captain's cottage is this mansion you know in this it's a cottage in the sense that the newport mansions are cottages Mm -hmm. so uh and we i had spent some time there when we were first married my husband and i just celebrated our 48th wedding anniversary congratulations (laughs) thank you um and when we first were married he went to officers candidate school there in newport so we were there for almost a year and uh i i got to tour a lot of those mansions and uh, that's a small town back then. Uh, the uh, the tennis court area was right downtown and very accessible and very small, and uh, all the little quaint shops. So I took that feeling that I had there in Newport mm. and tried to build Hearts Landing around it. That's really cool. That's good. Uh, so have you planned weddings before? Did you kind of know, I guess, like you said, you'd written the country wedding, but uh, you, have you, have, have you had to do that for, for anybody? So you kind of knew, okay, here's my here's daughter's wedding is about yeah. the only one that I planned. And while we were planning that we went to, we dropped in on about a dozen weddings <laughs> And she and I would sit beside each other and we would, we would watch what was happening and, and she'd go, oh, oh, I like that. Oh, we need to do that. <laughs> and every once in a while she'd turn to me and she'd go, and we are not doing that. <laughs> so, I think one time there was a, a groom who wore tennis shoes uh, instead of, you know, he under his tux, he wore right. tennis shoes. And on the bottoms of his tennis shoes, he had written some remark. And when, when they kneeled down to pray, we could all see what he had written on his tennis shoes. Oh, she's like, <laughs> she goes, not no, for me. we're not doing that. <laughs> That's funny. You're like, we better not go to any more of these weddings because we're going to get too many ideas. <laughs> right. <laughs> Right. <laughs> you know, it's the, the, that's probably, weddings are probably like the biggest example of the paradox of choice. The more choices you have, the less happy that you usually are. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas if somebody yeah. just offers you chicken or fish, there mm-hmm. you go. You pick one, you, you're done. You're happy. Right. And uh, whereas if, if there's the giant cheesecake factory menu and you have to pick all these things, then you're, then you're less happy. Absolutely. Yeah. You <laughs> always wonder, you know, uh, yeah. did I, what have I left on the table? <laughs> yeah. And, and you, then you see what other people get. And uh, yeah, it, we think that more choices make us happy, but that's usually not the case, which is right, interesting. Right. <laughs> but I am a big fan of Say Yes to the Dress. Are you? Okay. Oh, I love that show. <laughs> so. Yeah. I was pretty into that for a little while. Um, and then I don't know, I just, uh, I got off of it for, for, uh, and then I haven't watched it in a, in a while, but because I mean, some of those dresses, holy cow. I know. I can't what imagine. Earth. I know. I, can, I just can't imagine. <laughs> so. 
But yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't, I can't imagine either spending, I mean, if, if it's, it's, it's your truth. If that's what you choose to do, that's, that's, you know, fine with me. But for me personally, I can't imagine uh, yeah. spending that much money on a dress. I mean, or, or could I, I don't have the, the means. Um, but, uh, but yeah. And the, the only wedding that I've really, probably two weddings that I had more of an intense process behind was my best friend from high school was definitely the most lavish wedding I've ever been a part of. Uh, and I was a bridesmaid for her wedding. And, uh, at the time, at least I had never had a whole lot of like Indian food. This was way back in 2000. Uh And so she had Indian food at her wedding and we were all just so impressed. <laughs> we're like, wow, this is really fancy. And, <laughs> um, and, and we were starving. We were really, really hungry. So it was, it was, that's the thing I remember the most is the, Indian. yeah. Yeah. Because you get so caught up in the mm-hmm. events of the day yeah. and it's, it's hard to make time for water and food. Right. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's very true. And, and then my sister's wedding, uh, was, a, it was a lot of work, but you know, we we're obviously happy to do it because you know, it was what she wanted and her special day. Uh, but, but yeah, we did, we had that at our house. Uh, oh, and, how wonderful. Yeah. And it was really pretty. And my mom made her dress. Uh, oh, and so that was fun. That was sweet. Yeah. It was really pretty, and then she plays the violin. So we had a um, uh, a, a quartet or whatever playing uh, um, music, and so that was nice. And so yeah, it really I think showed them quite well. Uh, and oh. so yeah, that those probably the the two weddings. It was really really hot the day they oh. got married. That was the only like state. We didn't even take as many photos as we should have because we were just like roasting outside it was so hot so <laughs> I was the only downside there but um but anyway yeah it's a, it's an it's an intense experience there's no doubt about that the point in Hearts Landing they want the whole town is geared toward providing the perfect wedding for every bride mm-hmm. and the entire town will do whatever it takes to make that happen yeah so. yeah it's true it's kind of assembly line but still, but still very sweet and yeah. thoughtful. Um, okay. So I want to ask Lee a little bit about the ending. Some people might consider this spoilers. I don't think it is, but if you do, I uh, just, you can turn off now, go read the book <laughs> and then come back. <laughs> okay. okay. So, that's my little warning. <laughs> but the thing that a lot of times does not work out for me in Lyra reveal stories is the whole like, the whole outraged reaction that you have that's mm-hmm. often in these kind of books. And it's always so cringeworthy to me that, Oh, how could you lie to me about, you know, blah, blah, blah. and I, I just, usually that just co- does not work. <laughs> right. And what I loved about the ending of this book is the minute he finds out that she is available, <laughs> that she's not <laughs> this person <laughs> the minute he doesn't waste a second feeling sorry for himself or how could you lie to me or anything he goes right he gets those roses he's, you know, he goes <laughs> and he, 
He's like, this will be a really funny story that we can tell our grandkids. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> that's exactly the right answer. Yeah. I, because yeah. that's because he yeah. loves her. Yeah. He loves her. And like, obviously she wasn't lying about everything. She wasn't, uh, you know, like, yeah, you probably want to have some conversations after and be like, okay, well, what, what exactly was going on? But he right. knew her as a person. And I just thought that was so good. Very well done. <laughs> yeah. 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 Thank you. Thank you. I know. I just had the opportunity to read through the book again. I uh, got an arc of it and I wanted to, you know, read through it myself. And it had been a while since I'd written that book. And I got to that point and I went, oh, what's Nick going to do? Yes, it was so good. <laughs> and I went, oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, did it just, that you just thought that's what that character is, is going to do in that moment. It's, yeah, yeah. You know, he's not going to feel bitter or that he was lied to or anything like that. You just knew uh, he, he, he was ready. <laughs> Right, right. This is my chance. I'm yeah. not going to blow it. Yeah. <laughs> so. It was really good because uh, that almost never happens. And so it was so refreshing to me uh, because I was just like, yeah, that's what you would actually, if that happened in real life, like that's what you would do. You would yeah. just be like, oh my gosh, she's available. Right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so it was such a good moment because the whole town is there. Yeah, right. I, yeah. <laughs> I love that scene where they're yeah. all there working together, where he's rallied the whole town to come to her aid. Uh -huh. and, uh, yeah. yeah, because he started to kind of wonder and put the pieces kind of together a little bit. Right. So, so I think that it's not like a a, a hundred percent surprise in a right. way to him, mm -hmm. but he obviously still can't. Uh, can't do anything to somebody that he thinks is engaged. Right. And he's very, very upright and yeah. very moral. And, and he's, there's a line he has determined he is not going to cross. Yeah. Well, and that was the only thing that kind of annoyed me about Jenny. Cause, cause she's all like, well, he didn't try to kiss me. And I'm like, of course he didn't. What is wrong with you? <laughs> that should be a good thing. You know, he's got like honor and, Right, right, <laughs> right. And so she was being silly there, but it worked really good for the narrative. And uh, and then, of course, the epilogue you have that uh, they they actually don't get married the next day, which I I thought was really right. good. That was brilliant. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, it, I it, I love that Nick wanted to make sure that her family was involved. Yeah, I mean every everyone that he had in his life was there but he went to make sure she brought in her family as well and uh i liked that too yeah. so. well and if she had if they gotten married using the stuff all the choices for Kay, then it wouldn't have been her wedding right it would have just been so it wouldn't have been as good right so right. you know she uh she should have her own choices and things she likes yes yes <laughs> and uh so yeah, that was, it was really good. I was very impressed. Oh, and I, I, I and started reading it uh, on Saturday night. And 
I you ended up, I stayed up until like two in the morning because I'm just like, oh, what's going to happen? And so <laughs> you caused me to lose sleep, a very precious commodity for me. But, but, but that ending, I was just like, yes, I think I even sent you an email right after I finished. I was like, you did. Oh, this was such a dishy book. I really tried. <laughs> I'm so glad that you yeah. like it. And I, mm-hmm. I hope everyone else does as much. Yeah. Yeah. I think that... I think that they will. It's it's a really just the connection between Nick and Jenny is very palatable and very strong, and I really enjoyed that. And uh, I just thought that, like I said, certain things that usually are kind of like, ugh, um, you didn't go down the typical you know, typical tropes. And I was like, yes, <laughs> I tried to <laughs> try to throw in a few twists. Yeah, yeah, it was it was really good. So. Uh, very way to go. I'm excited to read a cottage wedding now that I've read a simple wedding. Oh, good. It's going to be good. When do you think that that one, uh, is, is that going to come out this year? Yes. It'll be out in June. June. Oh my gosh. Pretty soon. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be awesome. Yeah. June 2nd and fingers crossed for a third book in the series. Mm, Yes. Please people. We need more. Yes. That's good. Yeah, I think if I was going to make, I don't know, I'd almost want to, if I was going to make it into a Hallmark movie, maybe she's too young, but I'd almost want somebody like, like Bailey Madison. Ooh. Somebody young, somebody really sweet. Oh, that'd be wonderful. Yeah, right? She would be so good. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And I don't know who you'd get to play Nick, but somebody charming. Yes. (laughs) So... (laughs) Uh, because I don't know the younger actors as well, uh, that well, but, um, uh, but yeah, it, it, I really enjoyed reading it. I thought, it, and I had been in kind of a reading rut where I was just, I don't know, I was just kept falling asleep when I was reading and nothing had excited me for a little while. So it was, it was fun. <laughs> so thank you for getting me out of my rut. <laughs> well, I've accomplished one thing. Yay. Yes. Well, for all of our listeners, if you read the book, please let us know what you think uh, of it uh, in the comment section or on Twitter. We'd love to hear your thoughts and all the different things we've talked about. We'd love to hear your thoughts on that. And uh, so Lee, do you have social media or anything you'd like to share? I am on social media. Um, You can join me on my Facebook page at Lee Duncan Books. And uh, let's see, I'm on Instagram and uh, I don't do much with Twitter. So, mm-hmm. and you can always email me at, at L-E-I-G-H at LeeDuncan.com. Great. And we'll have all of that in the description section so people can follow you for sure. And uh, yeah, uh, you can follow me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rod Tomatoes. So make sure to check that out. And you can follow <laughs> the podcast at Homeworkies Pod and Homeworkies Podcast all over social media. And if you're listening on iTunes, please leave us your ratings and reviews. It really helps us out a lot. And if you're listening on YouTube, please give us a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We really appreciate that as well. And uh, thanks so much, Lee. This was really fun. Uh, to talk with you about your book. Congratulations. And uh, we'll have to, maybe we'll have to have you back on. We can talk about um, June weddings and, and uh, a cottage wedding as well. That'd That'd be be 
That'd be great. Thanks so much for having me here today. This has been so much fun. Yeah, very. It was, it was a delight. So thank you so much. And we'll talk to you all later. Bye, everybody. Bye.